discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. For the gift of health. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. For the ability to be happy. To live on earth in prosperity, in joy. Enjoy your goodness, Lord. We are grateful. We are thankful. This morning, we want to just bless you. Let you know how much we love you. We are grateful. All that you are doing is because of you, Lord. It's all because of you. It's all because of you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that the voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. The voice of the Lord. Yeah, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The, the God of glory thunder. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Are you seeing it? Psalm 29. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. Hallelujah. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divided the flames of fire. It is the voice of the Lord that you are going to be hearing this morning. And everything that has been a thunder, that has been a rock, that has been an obstacle in your life is going to be destroyed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are going to gallop from one level of glory to the other. Hallelujah. The voice of the Lord shaken the wilderness. Any wilderness in your life is going to be shaken by the power of God's word. The Lord shaketh the wilderness. He says, the voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calf and discovereth the forest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in his temple does everyone speak of his glory. Actually, the rendering is, in his temple does everyone shout glory. That's what some other versions say. That the, everyone in his house, in his temple, shouts glory. Because they know the effectiveness and the ability of his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Amplified says, The voice of the Lord makes the hinds bring forth their young. Anything that has made you barren will be made, you'll, be, you'll be made fruitful because of the word of God that is coming to you. It says, The voice of the Lord makes the hinds bring forth their young, and his voice strips bare the forests. Anything that has been forest, that has been preventing things from going on, limiting you and preventing you from doing what God wants you to do, is stripped bare by the power of the word of God. Then it says, well, in this temple, everyone is saying glory. So these things happen. All the things that I mentioned concern the voice of the Lord. How it's upon the waters and it thundereth. And it's, it's like a father divided the, the, the seas and all that. He says, it happens as everyone in this temple is saying glory. Yeah. So as they shout glory, the voice of the Lord gets the opportunity to do what he wants to. So give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Remember, 
Remember that there's no other means of change apart from God's word. They can bless cocoa as much as they want for you. They can bless different types of oils. Red, green, blue, black, indigo, violet, purple, black, broken whites, pure whites. Whichever one they give cannot be compared to the word of God. The voice of the Lord is what you need. It is God's agent for change. The word of God is God's agent for change. Nothing else. If the word of God does not mean anything to you, then you have a very long way to go. You'll be deceived for a very long time. And there are many who are here to deceive. There are many. There are many. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You go to certain places and the, the most important thing in the house, in the church, is... Singing and dancing. That is, that is the major thing. You go to some other places, the major thing is something else. Is what? Money. Something. The oil. Something. It's the most important thing. But I want you to know that the word of God is the most important thing. Take it out and nothing works. Take it out and nothing else works. Nothing else works. Take it from me. So don't joke with the word. Read your Bible. That is what is going to change your life. Okay? Read your Bible. And pray every day. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it as nothing. It's everything that you... How, have you ever seen a fish moving around in town before? Wearing, hold on, hold on. Wearing batakali with uh, prophetic shoes. You know prophetic shoes. Prophetic shoes are the shoes that go up like this. Yes, go up like that. That's the prophetic shoe. I seen some before. A fish moving around in batakali with prophetic shoes moving around. There's nothing like that. Why? Fishes are born of water. And they are compelled to exist only in water. The mode of killing fish is not by shooting them in the water. It's just by bringing them outside of the water. In First Peter chapter 1 verse 23, the Bible says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that lives and abides forever. The word of God that lives and abides forever. We've been born again by the word of God that lives and abides forever. Therefore, our life can only go forward. We can only exist. This is what we were born of. We are born of the Word of God. Therefore, you cannot exist outside of the Word of God. You understand? If you try, you die. That's why a lot of Christians are suffering. A lot of Christians are suffering because they are living outside the Word of God. They are doing every other thing. Every other thing is important apart from God's Word. Every other thing. And they are looking for other means of existing or making it in life. There's no other. Your problem is that you became born again. That is the problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you are born again, you are born by the word. And therefore, you are, you, it is of necessity. It is in your own interest to go according to the word of God. If you go according to any other way, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. 
That's why I said that your problem. Because right now you want to exist by every other means. Friends advice. Friends advice. Yeah. What everybody thinks is right. You take everybody else's advice apart from the word of God. What the word of God says. That is why there's a day coming when the word of God will give you up. Yes. There's a day when God's word does not function for people. It will not work anymore. This is not my message. I'm just trying to introduce my message to you. There's a time in people's lives where the word of God does not work anymore. Because when they were supposed to believe the truth, they did not believe the truth. The Bible says that therefore he gave them up unto all deceivableness. Yeah. Because they refused the truth. Because they rejected the truth, he gave them up. You'll be given up unto lies. Be wow. when you believe it. Second Thessalonians 2. He says, even him, he's talking about the Antichrist. He says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. With all power and signs and lying wonders. All what? All power, all signs and lying wonders. Then he says, continue. And with all deceivableness. He has all deceive. He's master of deceit. All deceivableness. Of unrighteousness in them that perish. They are those who perish. And this deceivableness works in them. This is what I'm talking about. This thing works in them. Because, the reason why it works in them is that because they receive not the love of the truth. They receive not the love. They did not receive the word of God. They did not love the word of God. Therefore, God gave them, he says, that they might be saved. They didn't receive the truth so that they might be saved. Therefore, they were given up. Message. Let's read the message. Go up. Go to verse 9 and let's read, let's read it. The Antichrist coming is Satan's work. All his power and signs and miracles are fake. Then, evil slate of hand that plays to the gallery of those who hate the truth. That could not save them. They hate the truth. If you don't allow the word of God to change, if you don't love the word of God, you'll be surprised. There's a time coming in your life. In, in Proverbs chapter 8, Proverbs chapter 1, I think. Yeah, Proverbs 1, 26. It says that because you did not receive my counsel... I will also laugh at you in the day of your calamity. Mm-hmm. Go up. Go to verse 25. But you have not set, you have set up not all my counsel. Go up, go up. Go, go to, let's read from verse 20. It's nice. Like I said, this is not my message. I'm just introducing it. It's not, what I'm saying now has nothing to do with my message. It has nothing. But as I stood here and finished worshipping, this is what God is telling me to tell you. Do you understand? I don't know who I'm talking to, but God says I should tell you. He says, wisdom crieth without. Wisdom is crying. Wisdom is crying. What is wisdom? God's word is wisdom. The word of God is wisdom. He says, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth a voice in the streets. You see people preaching on the streets, you are insulting them. You have to be careful. You can't do that. Someone is doing that, you are insulting the person. Don't worry about the person's motive. Motive means nothing. Paul said that some people are preaching Christ for gain. Others are preaching Christ to, make, to put me into, into more trouble. And yet others are also preaching Christ for Christ's sake. Says whichever way it be, Christ is preached. But the most important thing is that Christ is being preached. That's the most important thing. Wisdom is being at, is uttering her voice in the streets. In the concourse, go to the next verse, verse 21. She cried in the chief place of concourse. Chief place, the chief place, places where people gather, people go to. Conference center, people are there, people go for various things. At the same place, too, there are various conferences where the word of God is crying out. 
in the openings of the gates at the airports, as you are entering, you see banners of certain prophets and certain pre- preachers. People are preaching everywhere. In the city, she uttered her words. We are in a city. Yeah. This morning, there are plenty of people preaching in various places. Yeah, powerful messages. So we are in the scripture. Life. How long, ye simple ones, or ye fools? Simple ones means fools. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners, they are scorners, people who scorn God, people who say bad things about God. Who is God? Recently, I was with a certain man, we were, we were pr- trying to buy some lands from him, and we said we are church. He said, fuck it, man. Yes. I'm sorry for saying fuck it in church, but that's what the man said. I'm just trying to tell you what the man said. It's, this is reported speech. This is reported speech. What is God? Who is God? What is the church? It's nothing. It's nothing. You should be going to school without being in church. Saying things. All kinds of things. Scorning. Scorning God. This is, this is our time. This is our generation. People can point to God and insult Him. Yeah, it's one of the characteristics of the Antichrist. The Antichrist can, he, he is the one who insults God and pro, makes himself God. Yeah. Scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. They hate the, not just they hate the knowledge of God. It's not just any knowledge. They love other kinds of knowledge. They will tell you, oh, you have to learn about whatever, whatever. It doesn't do much. Knowledge of God's word. They hate it. Turn you at my reproof. Turn when I reprove you. Turn when I say, brother, turn, move here. Go here. Do that. Do this. Turn you up my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my ways unto you, if only you turn up my reproof. You understand reproof? When I correct you, when I want to go correct for some people, when I want to correct them, they get angry. They don't come to church again. Listen. I, one of our churches, we're all at one of our churches in Asafo. Years ago, this is 2012. She was a medical school student. I think she was in your class. I was preaching hard, saying things. When, we finished, when I finished the message, I was told that she said she's not coming to church again. Why? Because uh, she thinks, I think you were her pastor. She thinks that her pastor has come to discuss her with me and discuss her problems with me. And I've spoken about her problems in church. I've turned her problems into a message. Meanwhile, I, I, don't even, I didn't even know much about her. I didn't know much about her. I was just preaching as led by the Spirit. And, and even if I preach about your, your wrongs, I, wa- I spoke about what to do to make sure you go in the right way. Why didn't you take what I said concerning what to do to go the right way? When she heard the reproof, she became angry and left. I don't know where she is now. Jesus is Lord for her life. Next verse. It says, if you turn up, I'll pour my spirit upon you and I'll expose you to my words. Because I have called. With some it says, because I have called. And you refused. Because I have called and you refuse, you can refuse God's word. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. No man regarded me. No man, man, you didn't mind me. Okay. But you have set at naught, you have, you have zeroed my words. You have made my words nothing. My words is nothing. It's like boiler. It's like toilet paper. It's nothing. You've made my word nothing. And would none of my reproof, you will not move according to what I'm telling you. Mm. You will not move. No movement. You are, you are stuck in where you want to be stuck in. Mm. I'm telling you, don't sleep with the lady. That's what you say you will do. 
I'm telling you, don't, don't lie. Don't steal. Don't do this one. You will not mind me. Okay. Next verse. Say, okay. Okay. I also. I will laugh at your calamity. I will laugh. So some people, for Christian, I'm not talking to people who are not, I'm talking to Christians. Those who are outside, their calamity is worse. Their calamity is hell and lake of fire. That's your calamity. You can enjoy your life here on earth, but when you die, you will see. Don't be saying that God, God is nothing. Brother, who is the one controlling death? Why are people dying? Why are people dying? Where are they going to? Who is controlling that particular thing? You think God is not there. You don't believe in God. You don't believe in anything. Who is controlling death? How come we cannot talk to that person to give us more time? How come? Who is that person? Ask somebody. I the one controlling death. Ask him. I the one controlling death. Who is it? Or the person has just walked out. The person has just walked out. I also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. I will mock you. The way you are mocking me and scorning me, me too, I'll mock you when your cala- because your calamity comes, your fear comes. It's something that happens in everybody's life. Yeah. There are problems that come in everybody's life. Yeah. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. The one who does the word and the one who does not do the word are on the same platform. Yeah. Because floods will come, winds will come, rain will come. They will beat up on that house. But the one whose house will fall is the one who had it and didn't do it. But the one who yes and does it will stay. So there are problems in life, whether you are Christian or not. A Christian may have problems with giving birth. Haven't you seen Christians who are struggling with giving birth before? It's it's, it's normal. There's nothing wrong. It's normal. Christians who are not marrying. It's like they have passed their marrying stage. They are going. They are 35 now. They are going. They are going. They are going. They are unbelievers like that. Those are storms of life. It comes to everybody. The difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is the fact that the one who is a Christian is able to stay and stand and be happy during the process of trial. Yeah. And will come out doubtlessly with results. But the one who is not a Christian and is not a doer of the word and is just doing whatever, he will remain in that problem and continue until he dies. One day he will just hang himself and die. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wisdom says that if you learn my, my reproof and move according to my reproof, when your problem comes, I will help you. But if your problem comes and you are not minding me, me too, I will not mind you. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock you when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation. And your distraction cometh as a whirlwind. Distraction comes as a whirlwind. Have you seen a whirlwind before? It just carries you off your feet. You can't do anything. You are, in, you are not in control anymore. There's a place in people's lives where you lose control. You are not in control of anything about your life. Charlie, you need the word of God. It's in your own interest, though. Tell anybody it's in your own interest. Whether you are a baby or a 75-year-old person, it makes no difference. You need God's word. Reject, we'll see. Proverbs 13, 13. Proverbs 1, 3. 1, 3, 1, 3. Say one tray. One tray. One tray. One tray. Uh-huh. We are learning a scripture. One tray, one tray. Proverbs 13, 13. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed. The one who despises the word shall be destroyed. But he that fears the commandment shall be rewarded. Message version says what? Ignore the word and suffer. Ignore the word and what? How many of you want to suffer? You are into suffering. You are the suffering type of person. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. 
Have you ever had a, a headache for one month before? Yeah. A headache that will not go. No matter the drugs you take. Yeah, pain. People are in pain. Ignore the word and suffer. Ignore God's commands and grow rich. Which do you prefer? Ask your neighbor, which do you prefer? Which do you prefer? It's a choice. It's a choice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to suffer. I want to do well. I want to do well. Yeah. That's what we are talking to you right now. Do you understand? I'm going to be sharing some things on the word of God for you. From God's word. So all that I'm going to say is God's word. I'm preaching about five key scriptures concerning love. Five key scriptures concerning love. That's what I'm preaching. So even, even my title is scriptures. Scriptures. Five key scriptures concerning what? Love. 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 Amen. Yeah. Five key scriptures concerning love. Five key scriptures. Don't ignore the word. Though. Don't despise the word. Don't despise God. Don't wait till your leg is hanging in the sky. Or you've had an accident and the steering wheel is on your chest. And you can't talk. You know, the born again experience is believe in your heart and speak with your mouth. So maybe just when the thing hit your, your chest like that, your, your chest was broken into your step. And you can't talk. You are believing in your heart, but you can't voice it. Uh, 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 uh. Don't wait till that time. Now that you have strength, and you can move around and move your legs and do all the, all the things that you can do. Believe. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. Give your life to him. Don't wait. Don't be a fool. I don't know why I'm talking like this. But I'm just being led to do it. Yeah. Don't believe in uh, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm an atheist. You were... Something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You don't know. You realize only when you die and leave. When you die and leave, then you realize how much, how much you have made a mistake. How foolish you have been. You, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. No, believe, just believe that thing and be happy. What do you think? Just believe. If you die, you go and it is not true. Hey, it's not true. You don't lose anything. But if you die and you go and it's true, you're in trouble. So just believe the thing. Just believe the thing and be happy. Your mind is too small to understand some things. Just believe the thing. Hallelujah. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen. One three, one three. There's another one. Four four two six. There's another one. Four four two six. Very powerful. Yeah. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen. Read it to me. One to go. Hallelujah. The word charity is actually love, not charity. The lady in your house. Yes, love. We are talking about love. Okay, so the New King James Version, the newer, the newer translations, let us know. And now abideth faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these, the greatest of these is love. Wow. Faith is important. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. Anything related to God has to be dealt with by faith. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I was talking about. What I was talking. I mean, that thing you can't see it with your eyes. They said he was he was won by a virgin. We don't understand it. We've never seen some before. We don't know the med- we don't we didn't get the medical reports. We didn't. But he says that he was born by a virgin. It's called faith. I have not seen it. But because God's, God's word has said it, I believe it. Therefore, I walk in it. That's all. That's faith. Okay? And everything in the kingdom functions by faith. Everything functions by faith. Sometimes we'll come to church and we'll tell you, prosperity is yours. You look into your pocket, zero, zero. You look into your bank account, negative 55. Something. You're, you, no money, you are struggling, you have all kinds of problems. Yet the preacher will be telling you that the life of God is working in you. You, are, you don't even feel like you are, you are born again. You don't feel like it. But the word of God says that because you have given your heart to him, because you have confessed his lordship over your life, and have believed in his resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection, you are a child of God. You have a hope. You have an assurance concerning your faith, concerning your salvation. That is faith. We've not seen it, but we believe it. But what it says without faith, it's impossible to. Play. So faith is very, faith is a very important commodity in the kingdom. That is what brings you in, and that is what sustains you in. In Romans chapter one verse sixteen, it says that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. That's why people are not ashamed to come and dance here and jump and do all the things that they are doing. Yes, they are not ashamed for the Lord. It says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Greek, to the Jew first, and then also to the Greek. For therein, for in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. Isn't it? From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just, my righteous ones shall live. They shall exist and live their lives by faith. If you are a child of God, you can't exist by any other means. The, sub, the, 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 the resource upon which faith is built is the word of God. That is why you can't do without the word of God. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is faith that you, we walk by faith. We live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by our sensory perceptions. If you're a child of God, we live a life of faith. Yeah. We don't live a life of what we can see. Some people say seeing is believing. That's not how God functions. In God's kingdom, believing is seeing. If you don't believe, you can't see it. If you don't believe, you can't receive it. If you don't put your faith to work, you can't experience it with your hands. When we say prosperity is mine, we mean it. It's true. Prosperity is mine. It is our confession of our faith. It is the expression of our faith. It is the expression of our believing. Mm-hmm. And as we say that and believe that, as we move into the future, we begin to see results. Faith is what makes intangible things become tangible. Wow. It is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that are not seen. Then it says, by faith, we know that the ages, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Everything that you can see, if you believe that God is the one who created the trees and everything, the Bible says that it came out of nothing. All the, the things you can see physically today came out of nothing. So if I say that you shall be a billionaire in the next 10 years, and there's no, you don't even have 50 pesos on you. You don't, believe, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have 50 pesos on you. Believe it. Because that's what the word of God says. Yeah. Do you understand? Yes, and your believing will hand it over to you. Mm. Wow. So there's objective faith and there's subjective faith. Our objective faith is our faith in Christ. It's our faith in the Lord. And there's subjective faith, the faith that you used to live. To do the things that you're supposed to do here on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Are you here? So faith is important. You see how important faith is? Faith is very, very important. Without it, nothing can be done. Without it, you can't work with God. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and was, was not. By faith, Enoch walked with God. By faith, Enoch walked with God. We are children of God today because someone called Abraham walked with God on a certain day and believed in a voice that he could not understand and see. The voice said, move, and he moved. Not knowing what will happen. The Bible says that we are children, we are the seed of Abraham because we are in Christ. Wow. You've not even seen Jesus before, but you believe in Jesus. Yeah. That is faith. Wow. Wow. So faith is very, very important. But he says that love is greater than all these, these two. Hope too is very, very important. What hope are we talking about? There, there are two types of hope in the kingdom of God. The first type of hope is the hope of this body being transfigured, being changed on a certain day when Christ comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, look at Philippians 3 20. For our citizenship, our country is in heaven. From whence we look, we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. This is the hope of, it's called the hope of the church. The hope that one day will be transfigured. One one day will be transformed. There's one who will be reading Ephesians 4. He says one hope, one baptism, one Lord and all that. The one hope is a hope of the transfiguration of of our bodies as our Lord Jesus Christ comes. That's what I'm talking about. But apart from that hope, which is the objective hope that we have, there's a subjective hope that we have, which exhibits itself in the word of God that we we share with you. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint. Which hope is he talking about? Our subjective hope, the hope that you have. Look at at from verse 4. And patience experience. Look, Look, go up, go to verse 3. But it says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. We glory in troubles. Even when troubles are coming, we are still excited. We are still happy. Why? Why are we still happy? Why are we still excited? A Christian can lose his, his house, his job, his everything. You'll be in church, and the word of God is coming. By the time the word of God is coming and it's done, he's, he's, he has a certain kind of hope that it can be well. My life is going to change. Things are going to change for me. You can be on zero or even negative. But through the word of God, you can receive a certain type of hope. If you listen to people like Joel Austin. Joel Austin is the master of hope. He can preach to you and you realize that, Charlie, you can can become something in your life. Life has not ended. For those who are outside the kingdom of God, they can hang themselves. They can kill themselves. They are depressed. Some of the wealthiest countries in the world are countries full of depression. Half of the people are depressed. Plenty of people are depressed, even though they are very, very okay, financially speaking. They don't have any hope. There's no hope in their lives. Without hope, you can't live. Hope is what makes us live. The Bible says that the word of God comes so that you can have hope. Okay? It says that we through comfort of the scriptures might have hope. The, script, the comfort of the scriptures brings us hope. That's Romans. It says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Next verse. Verse 3. And patience experience, and experience hope. Experience works hope. Wow. Then it says, and hope maketh not ashamed. So long as there's hope, you will not be ashamed. Hallelujah. Your hope will produce results. Faith needs hope to work. Without hope, faith cannot work. So the word of God brings hope to you. So that you can use faith to hold on to your hope and bring it into into reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Romans 15.4. For whatever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. He's talking about the scriptures. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Have you seen it? Yeah. That we through what? Patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So the, the scriptures come to give you comfort that brings you hope. Wow. That Charlie, something can happen for me. No matter what is happening right now. I may, I may be in the corner of corners. But my life is not over. Only the word of God can do for you, that for you. So the word of God that can comfort you. I remember one of our sisters lost the husband. Very young. The husband was just 30 or so. And he died. Leaving her pregnant with a child already. But she was, she was too strong. Very strong. What kills people made her strong. Why? The word of God. She had the word of God. She will even be comforting people who come to comfort her. She had too much hope. That something good can happen for me. My life is not over. I mean, she was in the corner of corners. Corner of corners. Hard place. But she was inspired. She had hope. Because of the scriptures. So the word of God says, for what things were written aforetime. All the things that were documented. The word of God that is documented for you. Everything that you read. Okay? We're written for our learning. It's for our learning. So that we through patience. Patience. Because you need patience. For the scriptures to work for you. You need patience for the word of God to work for you. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So hope is very important. The subjective one and the objective one. Without the objective one. That is seeing that the Lord is coming. You can't live well as a Christian. You will mess up. But if you live in anticipation of the coming of the Lord. You will always be in check. Hope, that hope is what causes you to live well. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Mm. So these two are very, very important. But the Bible says that these three are biased. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest, the greatest of them all is love. The greatest of them all is what? Love. It's love. Meaning that love is very, very important. There are different expressions of love. There are different dimensions of love. There's the breadth of love, the height of love, the length of love, the depth of love. Those are the dimensions of love. But then there are different objects or expressions of love. You can express love to God. Three expressions. To God. The first object of our love is God. Bible says that we love because God first loved us. God is the first objective of our love. The second objective of our love is others. Other people. Love your neighbor even as I have loved you. That's the second object. Other people are very important for you to express love. Then the other, the third one is towards yourself. You must express love towards yourself. There are people who don't love themselves. They hear understand. Mm. So these two are very, very important. But the Bible says that these three are biased. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest... The greatest of them all is love. The greatest of them all is what? Love. It's love. Meaning that love is very, very important. There are different expressions of love. There are different dimensions of love. There's the breadth of love, the height of love, the length of love, the depth of love. Those are the dimensions of love. But then there are different objects or expressions of love. You can express love to God. Three expressions. To God. The first object of our love is God. The Bible says that we love because God first loved us. God is the first objective of our love. The second objective of our love is others, other people. Love your neighbor even as I have loved you. That's the second object. Other people are very important for you to express love. 
Then the other, the third one is towards yourself. You must express love towards yourself. There are people who don't love themselves. They hate themselves. They don't think they are good enough. They don't think they are smart enough. They don't think they are nice enough. They don't think they are handsome enough. They don't think they are beautiful enough. You must love your own self. If you don't love yourself, it will be difficult for you to know how to love others. Hallelujah. Different types of expressions of love. I want to talk about the second one today. Expressing love towards others. Others being your objective. Are you here? Love is very, very important. Love is very, very, very important. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's read verse 31. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. So he says that love is the greatest, isn't it? But convert earnestly the best gifts. In that scripture, he was talking about gifts. Various gifts. Gifts of prophecy, gifts of healings, gifts of faith, gifts of all types of gifts that make up the body of Christ, that make the body of Christ work. With various administrations and various operations. He spoke about all those things. Then at the end of everything, he says that, but covet earnestly the best gifts. Then he goes on to say, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. There's a more excellent way to accessing the gift of prophecy, to accessing the gift of faith, to accessing all the gifts, the ninefold gifts of the Spirit. Wow, wow. It's actually more than nine. He just spoke about nine in the Corinthian church. The Roman church also had more. Had some more being added to it. There's a gift of giving. In the Roman church, Roman chapter 12. Yeah, verse 5, verse 6. There's a gift of giving. People don't like that one. They like the gift of prophecy. But they don't like the gift of giving. Meanwhile, each one is important. The Bible says that covet earnestly. Okay? Covet earnestly is, is, is in there. So we be many are one body in Christ and everyone members, members of another. Having then gives different according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Next verse. Or ministry, let us wait on ministering. So there's a, there's a gift of ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching, there's a gift of teaching, not the, the, the office of a, of a teacher. This simple gift of teaching. Okay? Next verse. Or he that exhorted, there's a, there's a gift of exhortation. Someone like Joel Austin, once again, is an exhorter. T.D. Jakes is an exhorter. One of the exhorter. He has a gift and it has developed into a teaching ministry. He that giveth, have you seen it? He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. So there's a gift of giving as well. And then he that ruleth, there's the gift to be a leader. There's leadership gifts. Yes. There are people who lead because they are gifted to lead. Others learn. Some of us learn, but there are people who are gifted in the body of Christ to lead. They lead without problems. They may not learn about it, but they just find themselves doing what they are supposed to do. These are all various gifts, giftings. Okay, and Paul is talking about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He's ending and he says that, Covet earnestly the best gifts, but I show unto you a more excellent way. In other words, this way that I'm coming through you, if you walk in that way, the gifts will not be a problem for you. You will not be asking yourself, oh, which, which gift do I have? Do I have the gift of prophecy or the gift of teaching or the gift of... You will not ask yourself that question. You will just find yourself flowing. All the gifts are supposed to flow in. Are you listening to me? And he says that the more excellent way is love. He shows it in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1. The next verse, you know the Bible was not written in verses and chapters. So it's actually a long read. So the one I read to you, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 30, 31, it's actually a continuation into 13. So 13 says, Though I speak with tongues of men, of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or as a clanging, clinging cymbal. 
So there are some people who are not working in love as Christians. Okay? He says that they can speak in tongues. Your tongues, mandosh kibibala, rababale, rababale. Play, play the symbols for me. Play the symbols for me. It's okay. That is how your tongue sound in God's ears. Can you bear it when they are making such noise? You can't bear it. So God can't hear your tongues. He can't hear your words. Because after speaking in tongues, when you see your neighbor, you spit on your neighbor's face. You step on your neighbor's leg. You hate your neighbor. Because of that, you are prevented from, from God. God cannot hear you. He can't hear you, let alone answer your prayers. You can speak in tongues till you die. You know, charismatics only fo- focus on where we speak in tongues. Tongue speaking is powerful because it's, it's the doorway to the spirit. It's very, very powerful. But there are other things that you need to be aware of. Yeah. And the key thing you have to be aware of is to walk in love. Wow. Walk in love towards your neighbor. Yeah. Or else you have zeroed yourself. You have brought yourself to nothing. You have equalized yourself. Haven't you seen people pre- praying in time? They are prayer puppets. They are praying. They are like praying mantis. They can pray, and they have prayer stands. Munda kabayaba, rabababa, mola, mola, mola. But they are the poorest. Have you heard that they are the poorest? They are the ones who have more problems. They have more problems. Plenty problems. Why? It's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be like that because speaking in tongues is actually supposed to make you grow. You are supposed to make progress as you make. As you, the way to make progress as a child of God is to speak in tongues. The way to progress in life as a child of God is to speak in tongues. They are speaking in tongues, yet they are not progressing. Why? Because of this particular thing. They are not walking in love. So walking in love is very important. Love towards your neighbor is very, very important. Go to First John chapter 4, verse 19. Yeah. How can you? First John 4, 19. Yeah. You can be praying, you can, you can give. Even your giving is annulled. Your giving is annulled. Some people, someone, sometimes some people hear about people's testimonies. Oh, I gave thousands of this. And God gave me 100,000 of this after five, five days. Hey, then they also want to do some. They do some and that, it doesn't work. And they start saying, Ah, oh God, why, 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 why? I thought you said what you do for one, you do for another. You don't know the conditions under which the other person did it. You just heard the testimony and you moved by the testimony. There's more. You don't know whether the person was walking in love or whatever, what, what else the person was doing. There are other things that the person was doing. Love is the way of victory. If you don't walk in love, you are in trouble. Ahutre, do you know Ahutre? Ahutre will be your portion if you are not walking in love. The way you've been talking to your neighbor and behaving with your neighbor makes all the difference. You can have a church, big church. Nobody talks to anybody. We close from church, everybody walks out. We don't know who has problems. We don't know anything. In some places, so you, you share your problem with somebody and it becomes the talk of the whole church. You spoke about the problem here. By the time you get home, it's in the house already. The problem has been able to walk from, your, from the church to the house. Before you go to the house. In some churches, there are cliques. There are a group of ladies. Hot chicks. They are the ones who are together. And they push everyone who is not in their clique away. They are those who have party spirits. They have party they, divisions. They bring divisions in the church. You will pray and God will not mind you. Your prayer is like that. Please play that thing once again. It's like that clinging symbol. That is your prayer. That's your prayer topic. 
noise. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Hallelujah. We love him because he first loved us. Next verse. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother. Ask your neighbor, do you, do you like me? Tell your neighbor, you better like me. I can be a stumbling block for your development. I, I, am, I can be a stumbling block. Say it again. The hate hits me and says, Let's read, let's read amplified. I hear the hate you, the hate you don't understand. Let's read amplified. If anyone says, I love God and hates, detests, abominates his brother, your brother is an abomination. You can do the scumba when you hear your brother talking. No, no, I don't want to see this person. I don't see this person. He says, You are a liar, you are a big liar. So tell your neighbor, are you liar, liar? Ask your neighbor's name, are you liar now or you are liar, John? Or, well, are, you, are you a liar? If anyone says, I love him, I love God, and I hate my brother, he's a liar. Go, 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 to, go to King James. He's a liar, for he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen. How? 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 I mean, how? How can he love God whom he has not seen? How can he love God whom he has not seen? You are seeing your brother. You don't like your brother. You will not like God. When you see God, you don't like God. You, be, you will not be impressed when you see God. When you see God, like, ah. <laughs> now, is that you? I, is that all you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. Love is too important. too important. I have so many reasons why love is important, but the, I think these two are okay. It's the greatest. Okay? It is the greatest. It is the most excellent, more excellent way. And it is the means, okay, of expressing your, the fact that you know God. I've showed you three scriptures. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. And then 1 John 4, 19, 20, 21. Okay? Look at 21. Look at 21. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, loveth his brother also. If you say you love God, you must love your brother also. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why is God giving us instructions concerning love? Last point, concerning this particular one. Okay? The last point is that it is God's, it is Jesus' last commandment to us. It's Jesus' last commandment to us. First thing was that it's the greatest. Second thing is that is what? Is the more excellent way. Third thing is what? To show that you know God. It is the way to show that you know God. Then number four is what? Jesus' last, last commandment for us. For the New Testament. First, uh, John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. John 13, 35. A new commandment I give unto This is Jesus. Jesus is, some of Jesus' last words. A new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another. As I have loved you. How did you love? He loved by dying. So you must die for your neighbor. That you also love one another. Then it says, by this particular thing shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love, love one to another. How will, God, how will we know that you are, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ? How will we know? 
if you have love one for another. Not by your tongue speaking, not by your the number of times you come to church, not by the number of uh, the, the, how many scriptures you know. No. How many what? How much money you gave? Eh? How well you clean the chest? You can be cleaning. Oh, there are people who are faithful in the house of God, but they don't have results. Yeah, because they are, they are medical leaders who are killers. Just yesterday, I was being told about one. I mean, she, she made the medical, she separated some to become a, 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 another group. So, so when she is not preaching, none of those people come to church. Yes, they won't come to church. Yeah, one of you is a devil. She had become a devil in the house. Yeah. Judas was chosen by Jesus, but he was a devil. Yeah. See, I refuse to be a devil. It's the key commandment for us. It is what shows that we are disciples of Christ. Jesus didn't say, by your tongues you shall be known as my disciples. Why did they call the, 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 Christians, the people Christians first at Antioch? They called them Christians because they were walking in love. Their life looked like Jesus Christ. They called them Christians like Christ. Like Christ. It's not how, how, the number of Bibles you hold to church. It does, it does not do according to the size of your Bible. You can be holding a big Bible like a cross on your, on your neck coming to church like that. That doesn't change anything. If you can't live with somebody, if you can't stand somebody, you can't breathe the same air in the same space. You should know your level. You should know what is going on. Yeah. So five key scriptures. I'm not coming to give you my scriptures. Key, key number one. Say key scripture number one. Matthew chapter five verse forty-four. Matthew chapter five verse forty-four. We have love. We have love. Romans chapter five verse five says that hope no, hope make another shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So we have love. That's why we are. Dem- it's, it's a demand from God from us. I can't ask. Pastor Ivan, come. I want someone who is smallish. A lady who is smallish. No, you are not smallish. Aha. Uh-huh. Come. Come. Come come up. Come up. Come up. Carry her. Carry her to the back. Carry her. Carry her. Try. 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 Make an effort. Carry her to the back. You can't carry her. Can she carry her? Even if it takes 70 years, can you do it? Not in this world, but on the moon. Carry her. Very easy, isn't it? The first instruction I gave was a very foolish instruction that I gave. It's, 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 a, mis- it's, it's a misnomer. I mean, I, I, I can't tell her to carry her. If I tell her to carry her, it means that there's something wrong with my brain. Yeah. But it is correct if I tell her to carry her. That's a good instruction. That's a correct instruction. It's an instruction she can do. It's an, this one is an instruction she can do. So when God tells you do something, when God says, love your neighbor as yourself, he's not a fool. If he were a fool, he wouldn't have said that. He knows that you have it in you to be able to love that person and do what that person wants you to do. That's why he's telling you. Give the Lord a shout if you like my example. Thank you very much. So God says, love your neighbor as yourself because it is in you to love. It is not outside of you. It is inside you. 
Go to Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. You see another one there. Philippians 1 9. I'm just showing you scriptures. My key scripture is Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. I'm coming to talk about it. Don't worry. Okay. And this I pray. That your love may abound. Yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Where is Paul saying this? Paul says your love may abound. How can your love abound if you don't have it? It's only what you have that can abound. Isn't it? You can only abound in something that you have. Something that you can do. Look at the Amplified. The Amplified will help you. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development. So it's a matter of development, not a matter of having. You have it. It's now up to you to develop your love. Your ability to love irrespective of who or what it is. Okay? So all the things that I'm coming to tell you are things that are going to help you develop the love that you have. Because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart already. We have the love of God inside us. We must abound in it now. How do we abound in it? Number one. Matthew chapter 4, 44 to 48. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 5, rather. 44 to 48. Matthew 5, 44. 5, 4, 4. You can, this is how to learn scriptures. 5, 4, 4. 13, 13. 4, 4, 2, 6. Yeah, 4, 4, 2, 6 is one of my favorite scriptures. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 26. Very nice. But I say unto you, this is Jesus talking. Do you know Jesus? Who is Jesus? Shame and me. Who is Jesus? He's wisdom. He's God. He's our Savior. He's the, he's the one we are going to be in heaven with. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so this, this, this is Jesus talking. It is very serious. So if you look at what Jesus says and you look at Christians, you wonder if they know what Jesus is saying. Not all Christians, some Christians. Oh, it's too bad. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Key scripture to develop your, your love. Love your enemies. Do you have enemies? Oh. Charlie, don't pretend. It's like you don't know what I'm talking about. Do you have enemies? You have enemies. Think about your enemy right now. No, there are people who have mafiaed you in life. It can be, hold on, hold on. It can be your father. It can be your mother. It can be your relative. It can be a certain pastor somewhere. It can be your boss. It can be somebody. Someone who has... Your ex, your ex, your ex, your ex broke your heart. He stepped on the heart like this and gave it back to you to take your heart back. He made you do six abortions for him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you are, you are angry with him. Yeah. When you see him, yeah. epilepsy just comes on you. Yeah. Hey. The Bible says, love your enemies. Bless them. Bless them. That curse you. Bless them. If someone is cursing you, he says, as a person is cursing you, or you, some people curse us in secret. We don't know. Some people here come and tell us. You know about that. Someone will say something bad about you and say all kinds of things, and you will not know. Then another person will come and tell you. Do you know what this person said? She said that your mouth is too big. 
your forehead is like horror, horror. It's, and then you start getting angry. The Bible says that when you hear such things, eh, bless. May the Lord bless the person. You see, someone is saying that hey, 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 this man of God is very funny. What is this saying? You think it's easy to do? You see, I'm not the one saying it. Jesus is the one who said it. We are all following Jesus. Me too, I'm struggling. I'm still following the word. Yeah. I'm learning to love. You must learn to love because you see the, the repercussions of not loving are too much. It's too much. It's in your own interest to love. Jesus had you see, Jesus was dragged after a prayer meeting. Jesus was having a prayer meeting. Father, I give you glory. I love you, Lord. I don't know what I'll do without you. Oh, I love you. When he rose and said, Amen, and ten, Judas was standing there. A small boy Judas was standing there with soldiers. Jesus said, Judas, uh, why, why, what has happened? Judas came, took him, kissed him, and gave him to the soldiers, and they beat him. Listen, they beat him from that time. They beat him for hours. No rest. They beat him until morning. Stripped him naked, lashed him, and tore his back and everything, and led him to the cross and crucified him at 12 a.m. with without boxer shorts, nothing. You see, it's too it's too graphic. So to, to the point that when we have Jesus' statue and all that, we we put something around. It was too shameful. He died a shameful death. He, he was stripped naked, nothing. Do you understand? Nothing. He was put to shame so that you will not be put to shame in your life. That was what Jesus was not crucified with something down there. There was nothing. There was nothing. Yet when they lifted him up and he was on the cross, I mean, try and put your finger between this this part of your. Try do it for your neighbor. Do it for your. Press it more and see. You see, it's not easy. It's very painful. They put a nail there. Someone put a nail there. Looked at his face and was smiling, <laughs> and then was just hitting it with a nail, big nail. When they finished all that, Jesus looked at them. Jesus looked at them and said, Father, forgive them. Because they don't know what they are doing. Forgive them. Because they don't know what they are doing. You have not suffered up to that point. Your enemy has not done that to you. I mean, they are his enemies. Are they not supposed to be his enemies? The guy who is nailing him, asked his name, he said, well, you, the born again experience, you are not part. You, know, you, know what you are not part. You are not part. I am not saving you. That's what he should have said. Yeah. Another person saying that, oh, that was Jesus. He was the Lord of all. He was God. He could, have, he could forgive everything. Fast forward to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 7. Stephen is being stoned for preaching the word. He's being stoned. They are stoning him to death. He knew that and says that, Father, don't count it against them. Forgive them. What manner of love can this be? Jesus said, love your enemies. Love your enemies. It's a key scripture. Love your enemies. So don't go and pray in a certain prayer. They say, they, say, they say that, lift up your prayer. Take your hammer. Take your, your, your machine gun. Begin to shoot your enemies. I saw a certain, a certain man of God. He was preaching and then said, Mount was to see here. Then everybody, everybody lifted their hand. But you are not here. Pray. But I could not pray. But you are not here. Pray, pray, pray. Hey. 
He has not read the scripture. He has not read it. Bless them that curse you. Love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Do good to them that hate you. Yeah. It's a key scripture on love. Key scripture. Key scripture. And pray for them which despitefully use you. That boy who used you. That girl who used you. That boss who used you. That big man who used you. Love your enemies. Pray for them who despitefully use you. And persecute you. People who are against you. People who are coming for your life. Develop your level. Develop your love. Yeah. You have you, you be you be in a church. Small thing that someone is, is leaving. I'm leaving. I'm offended. They have stepped on my toes. They have done something. I've had enough. Take your church. We'll take it. But you see, the church, the next church you are going to is worse than the one you are leaving. It's worse. It's always like that. There are other people with bigger offenses waiting for you. They have hammers to drop on your, ne- your leg. You drop. We were stepping on your leg. And you weren't happy. When you go, they'll step hammer, unveil, like that, pam, on your leg. Yes, a good message. I like it. Those who persecute you, those who are after you, who hate you, it's not easy. What you said saying is not a joke. Charlie, all jokes aside, it's not a joke. You need the Holy Ghost for this to work in your life. Yeah. And he says, if you are not loving your enemies, and you are praying, you are praying, well, you are not praying. That's as you are speaking. Malababaye, 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 mala. It's okay, they don't like it. That's how your prayer sounds in God's ears. That's how. So those who are saying, I'm about to pay, change, change, change. Can't even hear. You have, you have killed them, man. Have they died? They have not died. They are getting stronger and better. They are becoming bigger, fatter, more nourished. You better advise us. You are fasting unnecessary fast. Throwing stones. You are throwing stones at midnight. Throw. No, the Bible says that God does not take pleasure in the death of an unrighteous man. Why do you want to kill somebody? You die. You die. Yeah, there was a true story that happened in, uh, in uh, the Amazons, one of the towns in the Amazons. There was a place that. It's a, it's a true story. I show you the video. End of the spear. Yeah, and it's a true story. True story. Missionaries, were, they went there, they said nobody wanted to go there because the people, they kill for fun. That's what they, like, they can't, they don't have a, a, an iota of love in their life. If someone says something wrong, the following day you will not come, you will not wake up. They will just kill you. Someone lied about somebody and the person was killed. The person who lied was buried alive with his children and with, with his wife. Because it's like, you are, you, no, you are a bad person. So they buried him alive with his children. No, he was, he was being buried alive and he requested for his son. Because there's a law in there that you can be buried with your son. Yeah, he wanted to be buried with his son. Terrible group. These missionaries went there. We were trying to just become nice with them. And they killed all the missionaries at once. About seven of them at once. Killed all of them. Speared all of them. You would think that everybody would be angry with them. Their wives, their children. Their wives and their children also went the following day. They prepared and went there to go and live with the people and forgive the people and show the people love for them to become born again. Yeah. You are killing your enemies. 
You've made a mistake. Do a U10. If someone here does something, listen, expect someone to offend you. Do you know how many times you boy you have offended me? I'm your pastor. You have offended me so many times. So many times. But it doesn't mean anything. Same way you do me if I offend you. I'm going to offend you very soon. Just wait for me. Just maybe today, tomorrow you see that I'll offend you. I'll say something you don't like. I'll do something you didn't like. Everybody offense. The Bible says, ask for the offense, it shall come. Offense, dear, it will come. But offense should not make you leave. You understand? Go go to the next verse. Matthew chapter forty five, chapter five, verse forty four. That you may so it says, as you do this, you will be the children of your father. Eh? That you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. This is how God is. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. I mean, God should be discriminating. He looks at those who are his children. Okay, enjoy the sun. Those who are not his children, permanent darkness. But God is not like that. Sometimes you wonder whether God is asleep. You wonder if God is asleep. People kill. For various things, rituals, all kinds of things. People kidnap people. I heard of a man who was burying a pregnant woman under his church. His church, uh, the whatever. Altar. I remember some, some years ago, we were going to get, buy a, get a certain property for church. It was a church building already. It was a pastor there already. And he had moved. And we wanted the property. So we, we tried to get it. We were having problems. So we went back. Came back after three days. When we came back, the entrance of the church and the altar in front of the altar had been dug. It's like they had exhumed something out of the place. Yeah. They had exhumed things. God, he had planted things at the entrance and planted things in front of the altar. Where was God when he was doing all that? Why couldn't God just bring thunder? As doing that, as he's putting the, the pregnant woman there and burying her alive. They buried her alive with concrete. So that his ministry will work. Why was God just sitting down aloof looking at him like that? Why? People hit and run. People kill people and run away. God is watching. Why? He's a just God. He's a God of love. That is why you can't let your life just be in someone else's hand. You see, in this church, and we, someone has become born again here who has killed 300 people. He's killed 300 people. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. You remember do you remember him? Yeah. From Nigeria. Yeah. Another guy, he too, he, was, he had killed so many people. He was coming from an armed robbery from Ivory Coast. He had gone to rob people, probably killed, and had guns on him. Sitting in the VIP, a, a brother of us, I saw him, preached to him, he got born again, got down through the, in the VIP bus, got down through the gun outside, and became a child of God. He has killed people, though, but he will be entering heaven. So if they kill you, and you are not born again, it's up to you. The one who killed you will be, ah, Paul assisted Stephen's death. Paul assisted St- Stephen's death. Organizer, he was the organizer of the, the killing. Yet after, after killing him, he became born again and preached the gospel and also died. So you can't leave your life to chance. The way God is ruling the universe is not the same way as you think he should. It's different. It's the God of love giving everybody an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. He, he lets his rain fall on everybody. Look at the next verse. For if you love them, which love you? Which reward have you? Is that difficult to do? It says for the for do not even the publicans do the same. The publican, the sinners, the sinners do the same. Sinners do the same. Sinners love those who are sinning with them. They're in the club. Everything is fine. They love each other. 
Everything is okay. They support them. Have you seen a ritualist who is aiding another friend to become a ritualist? He loves him. He's like, I, I, I like you. Let me expose you to my secrets. They do the same. So you too, if you are like that, you love only those who love you. You like only those who like you. You have a certain clique that you work with. If someone else is supposed to come and be with you, you are like, oh, 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 oh. Let me share a certain story with you. My father and the Lord's father and the Lord. Went somewhere. He, they, were, they were preaching, they were preaching uh, somewhere in Accra, Accra Central. And they met this small girl, about 15 years old. Spoke to her. Led her to Christ. And asked her, where do you live? Then she pointed to a wall. A wall. I live here. Where does your mother live? I, she lives here. Where are your things? It's here. She was always pointing to the wall. She was like, ah, what are you talking about? So they went there. He went there with her. When he went there with her, there was all their things. The mother had, the, mother's, the father had died. She had just finished uh, GSS. The father had died. And the father's people had thrown the woman and her children out. And they had ended up on the streets. These are people you may avoid. When someone even stands by your car to beg you, to beg for money from you. You can have various reasons why you shouldn't give the person money. Yeah. Don't touch my car. These days they've developed a wilder way of doing things. They'll come and knock on your window. If you're like, hey, hey, what's that? You become angry. He spoke to the lady, told the woman that he wants to take the daughter to his house and take her to school and help her and everything. The woman looked at her, thought about it for a while and said, okay, you can take her. Today, that girl is in UCC, final year. Wow. He took her to secondary school, took her, she's in final year, about to graduate and become somebody in life. Can you live with somebody's daughter? Someone's son, who you don't know? Can someone exist in your house without having any problem? You know, it's not easy to live with people. Yeah, they can just eat all your food in your fridge. You enter your fridge, you open the fridge, ah, where's the food? Consumer. Just consuming. Those are, those are tests of your love. Those are tests of your love. So today I came to tell you that, listen, the greatest of all is love. Walk in love. Okay? One, one last scripture. The second, the second key is First Peter 3, 8, 1 to 10. It's 11.46 now. So, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. It says, have compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful be courteous. Eh? Not rendering evil for evil. Someone did something, you want to also do something to the person. I'll do you some. You see, life is karma. What goes around comes back around. You can warn people and do all kinds of things. It's not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. Let's read Amplified. We don't understand some of these things. Read from, let's read from verse 8. Amplified. Finally, all of you should be of one and the same mind, united in spirit sympathizing with one another, loving each other as brethren of one household, compassionate and courteous and tender-hearted and humble. Tender-hearted. Have some tenderness for the other person who is sitting by you. You understand? Yeah. Give the person the benefit of the doubt. The person did what he did against you because he didn't know. Don't have a permanent heart attack because of that person. Yeah. Fellow Christians give other Christians heart attacks. They see them and then their hearts are this woman, what she did to me? What she did to me? What she did to me? <laughs> you will die. And the person will still be alive. People say, 
that having resentment for another person is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. You are the one who is going to have the heart attack and have the heart problems. Next verse. Never return evil for evil or insult for insult. Scolding, tongue lashing, berating. I mean, this type of insult. You can have two Christians exchanging words. Your head like kube. Your nose like a gunpowder. I mean, all kinds of things. You are saying things. And you can be open about like you are fighting. You are into the you are the quarrel type. Hey. There are those who are silent. They are, they are not the open type. They are the silent ones. So you can have two ladies fighting in a church and we don't know. They are quarreling, but we don't know. Silently. When we are hugging. Come and let me hug you. Lift your hand. So you hug someone here. He's coming to hug. And then you just... You go and hug another person. Yeah, we will not hug you. They won't hug. And they, 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 some even know. like They know how to avoid each other. As they are coming, they just pass, everybody passes by in a certain way. Hey, very smoothly. No, no words are communicated. But serious fights are happening. Yeah, and if you are a guy and go and propose to one, you are in trouble. It's like you have to join in the quarrels. You have to choose a side. And who to be with, and who not to be with. Hey, these things will take you to hell. You better change your mind. Eh? But on the contrary, Blessing, praying for their welfare, pray for their welfare, pray for their happiness, pray for their protection, truly pitying and loving them. Hmm? This is what to do for those who don't like you. You realize that someone does not like you, pray for the person's happiness. If he were happy, he would not be giving you the problems giving you. Pray for his welfare, pray that he will not die. He repents before he dies. You don't see the person in heaven. For know that to this you have been called, that you may yourselves inherit a blessing from God, that you may obtain a blessing as heirs, bringing wealth and happiness and protection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I love. love. Because love is in my heart. heart. I'm a true disciple of Christ. Christ. Because I'm full of love. love. Tell your neighbor, I love you. you. Tell the other neighbor, I love you. It's not a proposal. The guy, it's not a proposal. It's not a proposal. Love. Yeah. It's the greatest. Hello? It is the greatest. It is the most important thing you can ever think about. If you think you are growing in Christ and you are not full of love, you don't know what you are talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 and verse 2. Amplified. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 and 2. Now about food offered to idols, of course, we know that all of us possess knowledge concerning these matters. Yet mere knowledge causes people to be puffed up, to bear themselves loftily and be proud. But love, affection, and goodwill, and benevolence edifies and builds up and encourages one to grow to his full stature. Next verse. If anyone imagines that he has come to know and understand much of divine things without love, you think you are growing in the Lord, you have become something, you are, you are into the, the measurements of Eros beard and all those things. You know Satan's dimensions. He says, you do not perceive and recognize and understand as strongly and clearly, nor has he become as intimately acquainted with anything as he ought or as is necessary. You don't know God really. 
Without love, you actually don't know God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are keys to help you live as a wonderful Christian. In Jesus' name. Rise up on your feet and let's thank God. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.